1: I'm
2: great, Val. I'm catching up on my sleep. It's uh yes. it's good. It's good to be back and uh getting into the swing of things now, so I'm feeling uh a lot more normal. What about yourself?
1: <laughs> well, did you come back to a house that was intact? You know, I remember you going away once and um one of your children decided wow. to um <laughs> wow. decided to have a party that sort of got a Things, bit out it's of hand. constant.
2: It's constant. But, like, so there's uh, the – I had – I was empty nester for a while and then mm-hmm. – um, one came back and then the other came back. And then oh. now they're like one's in America and one mm. was in Sumatra for a while and now I've got one here and one overseas. So it makes it's like sound a like rotate. you've got
1: 3,000 children but you've only got it two. It does,
2: doesn't it? But it's the same two that just keep going. <laughs> so there hasn't been uh, a moment where I've had everyone under the roof at the same time. So it just okay. makes life a bit easier. But there are – you do find strange things that have been moved or evidence of um ah uh, yes parties. yes
1: i've heard That's about right. them
2: yes
1: mm. <laughs> 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 all right so <laughs> some of those stories are a bit gross but we won't gross out our listeners in fact oh, we want God. to do a shout out and say congratulations <coughs> to some award-winning members of the gold community at gina uh some fantastic accolades here hey gina so, yeah, so Capture Magazine, I
2: run a competition for emerging photographers and three members of my gold community have come out with awards uh, in the uh, area of documentary photojournalism. So that's Kate Flowers of, a, a, as an emerging photographer. So congratulations, Kate. Yeah. Congratulations, congratulations. also to Natalie Finney in the Emerging mm-hmm. Photographer's Portrait category uh, as well, who got an award, and finally Russell Thomas in the Emerging Photographers also got an award in the editorial fashion. And I've uh, put mm. the, the, some the images there in the show notes. Fantastic. I know these images all well. I'm familiar with them too. You too, Val, would recognize these images as would, as would many of the people yes. in uh, our podcast community. Uh, but that is sensational work. It's not easy to put yourself out there and uh, mm. into these competitions. And, uh, you know, it's uh, – that there are a lot of other photographers that are going for it. So it's just very cool to be recognized and uh, what a thrill to for these guys to see their, their, their work out there amongst all those other amazing photographers. So uh, that's so cool. Congratulations. Amazing, amazing stuff.
1: Yeah, congratulations, Kate, Natalie and Russell. And, of course, if you're interested in finding out a little bit more about the gold community, have a listen to this. Hey
2: guys, are you an enthusiast or pro photographer who wants to take their photography to the next level? I'd love the opportunity to work with you and I want to introduce you to my Goal Community. The Gold Community is an educational resource where members get access to photography courses and regular tutorials. There's over 200 tutorials with more being added each month. In these tutorials, I take you on set with me and I share my thought process behind scouting locations, posing and directing models, lighting and post-production. You get to see the entire shoot from start to finish, from surfers in Sri Lanka using a single speed light to character portraits on the streets of Sicily using daylight or high-end studio shoots where I share all my posing and connecting hacks. There's also regular photo critiques, monthly live calls and heaps more as a member you'll also have access to my exclusive facebook group and online forum where you'll be able to connect with other members from all over the world so what are you waiting for join the gold community today and start taking the kind of photos you've always dreamed of you can check it out at ginamilitia.com
1: All right, so now I understand, Gina, that while you were away, you actually caught up with uh, one of the members of the gold community.
2: I did, yeah. So uh, Scott Stokehag is uh, a member of the gold community and he is also like lives locally in Wisconsin near the Race America track where I was shooting and Scott was there shooting race cars as well and I actually uh, got him uh, to come and assist me for a a half a day and then the rest of the time he was there shooting uh, the the cars uh, going around the track and and, uh, he he stayed on. I, I, I went down to Detroit I was only there for a couple of days but he was there for the whole meet so he got to see a lot more of it but uh, what we in this interview uh, Val we we got to talk about a little bit about what we were both doing there and just to paint a picture for the listeners because it was it was a really interesting experience for me getting to because I was there documenting the race team and, and mostly the behind the scenes but as part of what I was filming I had to also try and get some footage of the the fast cars going around the track and, and do a bit of that. Uh, but uh, t- to see uh, Scott at work was also really interesting. And then we had an opportunity to sit down and I, I really wanted to talk about uh, how his uh career has developed over the last couple of years as well so he's he's gone from uh, overcoming his shyness to become a confident portrait photographer and then we talk about how he developed a unique style to stand out from the pack and how he went from uh being a dad like shooting the kids and like many of the listeners Val that are listening mm. that they, they might be the the dad who goes to the to the you know the soccer games or the basketball games the dads and mums who are there Shooting the kids for free, and yeah. Scott has managed to convert that to a thriving business. He's like one of the most in-demand photographers around town. And there was, there is a moment we can pinpoint a moment, the shot that changed everything for him, and what he did to create that shot, and how Scott uses other people to promote his work, and the fact that he went and he doubled his prices, and now he's busier than ever. It's a fascinating insight and uh, like a, a, a great interview. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, Scott. Welcome to the show. How are you going?
3: I'm well. How are you, Gina?
2: Good. This is bizarre because we're actually in the car doing this podcast. I am in – where are we? This is Michigan.
3: Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Elkhart
2: Lake, Wisconsin. And we've been doing brum brum cars, haven't we, That's today? A lot and it's of been racing. really cool. Now – before we start, I've been saying I've mispronounced your name for two years. So how how, how does it look? Because to me, it, it's like I've said it wrong. What, what does everyone call you, and how do you actually say it?
3: I've been called Scott Stockhog yep. nearly my entire life because that's how it looks. Yeah, my name is Scott Stolkeg. There which you go. Much easier.
2: So I think a lot of the members in the podcast community would have seen your name a lot. And, and that's what they think. So it's Stokek. Stokek. You got or, it. or just Scott. That works too. <laughs> now, before we get into because I want to interview you. I've got a, a lot of questions to ask you about like how your photography journey has been going we've been doing some really cool stuff we might occasionally have to open the windows because it gets hot in the car doesn't it so what we're just to paint a picture we're in um, uh, road america so it's a racetrack it's a large racetrack and i've been over here i've been following a, an australian racing team across america i've dr- driven a bazillion miles and come to here now Scott is a local like lo- lives up the road and he's here too and so I've decided well this is we've had we've had a day uh, shooting and um, I am not a sports shooter at all not fast things but you are an expert in this so I thought it'd be a good chance to interview you and then we can do a little bit of a debrief now on the day and because I learned how to pan and shoot fast cars today, which is uh, not something I'm used to, but it's something that you're an expert in so we've taken we've gotten into a car so that it's a little bit more quiet but and uh hopefully luckily it's a little bit cooler now and so we've tucked away so if you hear any strange noises it's like. Like that? Can you hear the car? That's um, that's the sound you hear. That's boom, boom cars all day. So there is a lot of testosterone here, isn't there? <laughs> yes,
3: there is.
2: So, so just quickly, because I personally learned a lot, and I just want to do a quick debrief on the day before we lo- launch into your stuff. So we've um, been shooting uh, cars driving around racetracks. I'm sorry if you're a rev head and you want more technical terms, I don't even know what the I just know that that's a pretty one I like that one that's how I was looking at the cars but it's like we we were out there shooting the time trials and it's a big race track and so what we had to do was find the right corners and uh right angles to shoot from so what 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 did you get from the day Scott what what was your take we also talked to well, other photographers here too
3: as a sports photographer this This is even faster than what I'm used to. the The speeds here at this track are incredible. It's hard. It was hard for me to uh, focus in. Uh, So there's there's definitely a learning curve. It takes a little bit of time, a little bit of practice. Today was a great day uh, trying to get that figured out because I got a long week of shooting, a long weekend of shooting coming up. Yet,
2: yeah. So um, what? So what we did was like, and we 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 got to speak to a, uh, a like a, a veteran of thirty years who's been coming and doing uh, shooting for thirty years. So I grilled him, <laughs> and uh, found out that it, like he it, it, the the corners when you're shooting uh, race cars because they're going at. Oh, I have to- fast it's like over in a second and they're past you but when they have to go around a corner they they have to slow down and you've also because they're they're not going directly in front of the the camera lens you've got more time to shoot them and if the best way to get to freeze the action is either if they're coming straight towards you you have the camera on continuous focus focus on the car and and you've got a like a much greater chance of, of getting the shot in focus and also when they're coming around the corner. But the other thing that we found out that the, the, the thing I didn't like about shooting the cars, I could shoot at 1 8,000th of a second on the 5D Mark IV. You've got the same camera. Yeah? Same yes. camera, And so it was easy. You freeze the action, basically, but it looked like it could be anywhere and it didn't give that any emotion or the sense of, uh, fastness, you know. There's no, there's
3: no motion It just looks like a car in a parking lot. Exactly.
2: And so I asked that question to the, um, the 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 pro that we spoke to, whose name I can't remember, which is like not very good. It. I know. But he was saying that yes, he likes to slow the shutter speed right down, and he either pans, or he uh, will have a slower shutter speed so, so that there is a bit of movement, so it looks like they're racing, they're going fast, you know. And that I think I thought that was a really good tip. And the other thing that he was saying is like the photographers is now panning very, very slowly. And was he saying that they're, sh- they're panning at a quarter of a second? A quarter of a second. All right. So that that is it's so hard. If you've ever tried it, like I suggest you go to a park where there's people maybe going past on a bike and practice panning with that. So basically what you're doing is you're shooting at a slower shutter speed locking focus onto the whatever's moving past the camera, and you're moving the camera with them. So what happens is you should, if you get it right and you get the motion, you're in sync. The object that's moving is sharp, and the background has that streaky. Now, you, Scott, nailed it today. You got a ripper, and that was at what shutter speed?
3: I was shooting at 1 of a second.
2: 1 was a sweet spot for you. I got cocky, and I tried for my first panning ever on the 200mm at 200mm. I tried at a 15th of a second, and I got just bokeh. <laughs> you can't even <laughs> see the car. And so then I tried a, sp- a faster shutter speed. I tried a 60th. That didn't work either. Then I went up to one twenty fifth, and then I worked out that the trick For learning how to pan is to zoom out so I went out as wide as I could on that lens which was 70 millimeter focal length so it gives you more space around the car just until you get like it's a timing thing with panning you want to get the motion right and it I think Scott what what it's a thing that you've got to like you feel you're not thinking it, you're not going, I'm gonna move with the car now. You just do it automatically, right?
3: It's a timing thing and it's it I think it's a lot of muscle memory and, and a lot of going again and again and again as yeah. the cars go by, yeah. locking on and finding your sweet spot until you hit it.
2: Yeah, and so this panning, it doesn't need to be like you don't need to be at a, a at a racetrack to do it. You could do it with like I was thinking of animals running, like horses would look fantastic, people on bikes uh, even, um, you know, people running past, have a go at panning. So it's something it's something worth trying. And so I found that the wider to, – to start off at a faster shutter speed, wider lens, and maybe a, 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 a like a narrower depth of field so you've got more opportunity to lock on and get the shot. And then as you get better, you go shallower and you go slower in right. the shutter speed, right. and then you go longer in the focal length and you'll probably – Nail the shot
3: Gonna get some great shots
2: Yeah 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 Yeah. So um, And then the other thing We did today Was I was doing uh, Lots of portraits Around the track So we we were learning The uh, fine art of uh, Networking We met some great people uh, None of which Understood a word I was saying So Scott (laughs) Was my interpreter For the day We
3: needed an an Interpreter for Australian (laughs) Which was A first for me
2: No nobody understood But But it worked a treat Because they were So shocked At the hearing the accent that they would just go yeah okay and they're all really good weren't they they're were all yeah. very friendly and lovely right, and mate, so oh, yeah. and so the highlight of my day was that um so we're at, at like what, what would you call these cars so there's muscle cars there's like cars that look like indy 500 cars there's car lamborghini there's vintage every kind of vroom vroom car that goes fast is here like Millions and millions of dollars worth of cars yeah,
3: they can, they've come from from all over the country all over the here. country
2: they come in on on trucks and I managed to find the only <laughs> Fiat five hundred <laughs> track <laughs> so out of all these fast muscle cars and you know million dollar cars. I look around. I suddenly I, I spot the Fiat 500, and uh, the 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 owner graciously uh, offered to, to to pose in. After the we tracked him
3: down, we had to
2: find him as well. But that that Gina for me, hunted him. It <laughs> was the highlight of my day. <laughs> so that that was good. So yeah, that was our day at the track. So it was, uh, was pretty good. Thing. Any any other takeaways for you today, uh, Scott? How, what did you get out of it?
3: uh this was a g- a great uh learning experience for me, like I said as a sports photographer, I do shoot a lot of motion, but n- nothing this fast so it was it was a great learning curve um and and like you said, shooting at one eight thousand you'll get great pictures, sharp pictures uh but they just don't show the action and yeah you gotta have. You got to have some motion in there. Yeah, yeah. You really don't have a picture.
2: Exactly. So that you know, I think that for me was the best takeaway. And also, uh, the other thing that you know, uh, getting the long lens, having a five hundred millimetre lens, fantastic because you can fill the frame with the car. The problem is, I mean, this uh, this this racetrack, uh, Race is an iconic track. Paul Newman apparently raced here, and. Uh, uh, it, it's known for that, but if you do that, zoom right in, fill the frame, get that super sharp shot. You could be shooting at the car park of the local Bunnings, and no one's going a hardware store or Walmart. No one's going to know the difference, right? So you you know you also need to pull back and make sure that if there is any signage that's iconic to the track, you photograph that as well. So I think that was another takeaway for me from today.
3: I tried to make sure. I, I do that no matter where I'm shooting. I look at my background as almost as important as what I'm shooting. Yeah. Because if you've got caca background, the, the, the hero of the shot doesn't really matter. Exactly. So, and, and there's, there's plenty, of, there's plenty of porta potties around here and I don't want pictures of porta potties.
2: No, no, you don't pers- want the porta potties. You know, so you, you
3: gotta be careful and aware of what's, what's
0: around
2: yeah exactly so you 're looking in the background, but you do want to, um your photo to tell a st- tell a story and put the uh, the person in the situation and make sure that it 's uh life so you bit because you can get that super sharp super detailed super full frame but again it 's dead it's it 's so clinical that it 's like There's there's nothing going on. So you can see that there is now a swing more to bringing that life back into the shot. So that was our day. And, uh, yeah, but I've been wanting to interview you for a long time, Scott. So you um, uh, have been listening to the podcast from –
3: to start I've, from the beginning yeah the, episode
2: yeah. 1 yep. and uh and then i actually have met you before because you were on the sicily tour in 2016. 2016 right and so i got to work with you there and you're also a member of the gold community I am. Um, but going back what what got you into photography why because what's your actual
3: I have an engineering background.
2: You're an engineer, so you you know how stuff is made, and that's how you, is that how your brain works? As in, like, how is this put together? Or, or you hang on, you're a problem solver.
3: Honestly, I think the engineering part of me is a problem solver, but I think the creative part of me is what got me out of the engineering and moving towards photography right. i think yep. i'm more creative yeah and so um this is so much more interesting to me
2: yeah fantastic the photography, and it's like it's been so fantastic to watch you uh develop as a photographer and it's like i remember you posting very early on in the like the the the, the um The podcast Facebook group but before that I think when we had the um, Google Plus page you were posting there and there was something about your images that uh, stood out to me and I just and and now just watching you sort of get more into like going from shooting scenic stuff to getting into people and uh, with your lighting and building that up at what point did it go from being something that you just love to do to something – what was the day that you said, oh, I might have a go at making um, a career out of this?
3: I started doing landscapes. I was a – I did photography classes in high school. I had a decent 35mm camera mm. and I shot a lot of landscapes because I could go out there and be quiet by myself and take pictures. Yeah. And, of course, you get people saying – in your family – Oh, these there's really nice pictures. That's really nice. Mm. And so um, to me, when my mom says my picture is really nice, it doesn't mean anything to me because mom really shouldn't tell me my, right. my picture sucks. Yeah. So, um, And then I got into the digital cameras, and my son got into sports and started doing wrestling, and I started to shoot there. And then other people, other people in the crowd saw my photos, and then I started having strangers tell me, wow, those photos are really good.
2: And they are. So I just like going back to that. I remember when you first posted one of those wrestling pics and I think like someone was, it was just uh, such a, an amazing image because, it, it, you know, it's like you captured a moment that like we don't see with our naked eye. You know, it happened so quickly right. and, and it was so unexpected and it had there was so much power uh, in that image that I think we all noticed it when we saw it and so that like that was another image that I noticed and I'm like wow these are really cool and then it was the way you started to edit those images that was really good so was it was it at that point when you said I, I might go here to get into that's
3: when I st- that's when I decided I was going to try to make some money right doing photography I didn't know anything about lighting at that point, and I didn't have an interest in portraits at that time. Right. I was walking a little bit away from the landscape stuff that I was doing. Yeah. But sports kind of caught my attention. But then, honestly, I think when I went to Sicily and learned how to light a little bit and do some lighting with you and um, the interactions with people and that aspect because you are of a shy
2: guy right um, so I can remember shy, sure. you saying at that that point when we were in Sicily that it's like what do you mean you go up to someone and ask them and he's like that that freaked you out at first but I think by the end of the week you were out there setting up shots weren't you
3: I was yeah and that and I when I left there I went back to Rome for a few days yeah. and I, I went right back into it I yes. tried to make sure that I got into people's faces and talked to people and so,
2: so you didn't lose that. So I
3: didn't lose it, and I um, didn't lose the confidence, and I didn't lose the. Or I wanted to practice what I'd learned. And so,
2: yeah, and so what, what was it? The are you overthink You'll see someone, you'll go, wow, they've got an amazing face. Then you'll think about it, and then you'll be afraid to because they'll say no. What stopped you from approaching?
3: Previously, what stopped me from um, I you know what I didn't have confidence in my ability. Yeah, it was my own lack of confidence yeah. that I was gonna go approach a stranger and get them to agree to do a shot and then it was going to fumble around with my camera and I wasn't going to be able to do it and I was going to look like a dummy an amateur that didn't know what he was doing yeah yeah so it was my own lack of confidence that stopped me
2: so being able to do that so being shown ways that you could like approach and see that it was possible and also I think today um we were talking about like one the guy that I shot in the Fiat 500 um I, I just went on autopilot when I photographed him. And like what, because what I do is I shoot and I light the shot. And so Scott um, agreed to hold the light for me uh, for this frame. And then I take a frame without the assistant in the shot so that I can have a clean plate. And then I merge the lit shot with the shot without someone in it so that I get this shot that looks, is lit without any light stands or lights in, in the frame. But I forgot to tell the guy that I was doing this. And so I'd be shooting, I'd take like five frames, and then I'd say, okay, Scott, jump out. And then because they don't understand me, I'm speaking another language, <laughs> um, the, the driver would then get out of the shot, out of the car as well, and he'd move the door and everything would move, which means that when I try and merge those two images together, it's not going to work. And so I three times I stopped him and I said, I'm not finished. I need you to get back in the car. I need you to sit down and I need to do it again. And like, we talked about this today because it's like that feeling when you're first starting out, um, you would never do that in a portrait sitting.
3: No, I I would have just walked away and said, "I, I, I didn't get the shot.
2: That's it. And because, why do you walk away?
3: I don't want to look like a dummy. Like, I don't know what I'm doing.
2: And that's what that's what a lot happens with a lot of newbies because they think that if you spend too long on a photo or art, or look down and check the shot and notice that you've missed the focus or the lighting wasn't wrong, right, and you, you tell the person that, that it's going to make you look like you're incompetent, but right. it's actually the opposite. So uh, here's this guy. So all the all the all the drivers all the drivers here are actually uh, this is their hobby. Right, isn't it? A lot of them. And they do this as a hobby, and and most of them have massive corporations that they run. So they're CEOs of, you know, Nestle or, you know, Kraft or something like that. They're they're at that level. Wide graphics.
3: Yeah, huge. Big companies, big.
2: So these people are used to um, getting the job done well. And I noticed that this guy, this CEO, high powered man, when I said, no, I'm not finished and I wasn't I don't think I was rude about it I I explained why and I had to keep explaining it he stayed put because he recognized that all right you want to get a good shot here and so that they understand and so it's okay to go I'm just check but you just need to tell people I'm just checking the light I'm checking focus I just need to take a few more frames if you keep continuing to say that out loud you can generally control people a bit better until you get the shot that you're happy with
3: that's one of the things that i've found is is the communication you communicate up front this is what i'm going to do Mm. my assistant's going to be in the shot yeah holding the light i'm going to take a few frames my assistant's going to leave yeah i'm going to shoot some more yeah let them know what's going to happen in the process along so they're not they know like what to, what to expect. Exactly, and, it, it goes and then
2: smooth. and it's like and then suddenly it's gone from being your photo to it's our photo, and we're going to work on this together. Yeah. This is what we're going to do together. So anything that you can do to involve the person that you're photographing yeah. is going to be a big help. Back to you, Scott. So like you start um, doing like so you get the confidence to approach people and. You continued that when you went to Rome, and then after you got back, so what did you then do? Like you had this newfound confidence in portraits. What was the next step? Was that the doing the senior portraits?
3: That was the next step. Senior portraits, I started to – well, I took the knowledge that I gained in Sicily and that confidence, and I shot – my son's baseball team. Right. I did individual uh, shots of the whole baseball team. I did yep. that within a week of coming back from system. Wow. And, I, and you'd
2: never do that before? No. Well, yep.
3: no, I would have never done it before. I didn't have the knowledge to yep. light it the, yep. that way. I didn't have the, yeah. I just wasn't, I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. But I did that and I gave those images to the team. Right. Gave, gave them to, for nothing. To, yep. For nothing. Gave them to everybody on yep. the team. So there's uh, 14 or 15 kids and it gave the, to the parents. Yeah. And then that just sort of spider webbed out. Right. Those images. So you
2: started with the people that you know right. who know you. And then and then what happened?
3: Then it was Hey, those I like what you did with the baseball team. Do you do senior photos too? Right. So of course I do senior photos. And too. did
2: you do senior photos? No.
3: Not, Not right at the then. time. Not right. But then you
2: just said yes, didn't you? Of course I okay, did. Good. Of course I did. Yes. <laughs>
3: And so then I went into the senior photos and I started doing that. And I, I can't keep up with that business at this
2: point. It's gone nuts, hasn't it? It's gone nuts. And yeah. so what is it that has made that happen? What, What is it that has made you stand out? What are the things? I know we've already talked about this, but like let, let's just share with the listeners what… Um...
3: I think going going the extra mile. Yeah. I'll, I'll work anybody, yeah. which we've heard before. Um, we can and, hear that. And the lighting… That was a… <laughs> That was the uh, your last um, what what do you call it the uh, the gold group
2: the last mastermind mastermind yeah, right,
3: yeah, yeah. right, right. Um, going the extra mile and then and then lighting your shots lighting your shots to, and the senior portraits you, in my opinion you have to light them and that separates me from every all yeah. the other local photographers they don't do it.
2: Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to light the shots, but you have found your point of difference, and that's a way in a style that you want to shoot in that makes you stand out from the other photographers. Now, uh, what if you're thinking about how you can cut through and break in, because it's a very saturated market, but you know, when your work is that little bit better than, or in your case, Scott, a lot better than everyone else's, A, you... Have worked hard to create that you 've educated yourself in the lighting and you 've practiced right, right. it 's not like you woke up and suddenly you were doing fantastic senior portraits you worked on the lighting, you tweaked it, you practiced, but you then yeah, so people will look and even even if someone 's not doesn 't have a great knowledge of photography they 're not particularly um, you know they don 't really understand a lot they'll still they can still tell the difference between a great photo and one that looks like everyone
3: else. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't have to be a photographer to see a good photograph. Yeah. To to know a good photograph or or an average photograph.
2: So how it works, I guess, in that senior market, uh, they all share their photos on Facebook.
3: Everything goes on social media. Everything goes
2: on. And so Dave posts his shots that don't look anything like everyone else's and suddenly everyone wants to know where Dave puts his shots. And Dave, who loves – when someone loves – Having find find something that they found it themselves, they want to tell everyone. Like you know where that secret bar is that you went to. You had a great night there. You suddenly you're going, hey, I know where there's this great bar. I want to tell you about it. I found this great song, or I know a great photographer. So you you didn't you didn't have to sell yourself. You let other people sell you.
3: Exactly, that's exactly right. Yeah, I hear that a lot on a senior portrait shoot. Hey, I really love what you did on so and so's images can we do something like that of course we can
2: yeah of course yeah um and there was another shot that you did uh, that sort of got you really into was it for the um wrestling team that you did for your son's wrestling team where you did a um yeah you did a poster yeah Yeah. so the first one you did was your gratis is that right you just did it for the team because you were the dad is that right correct yes but you went above and beyond, didn't you? So you could have easily have just gone to the gym and shot them with garage light, Easy. easily, easily, and five minutes, spit it out the other end, right. job done, and everyone would have been happy. But what'd you do instead?
3: That was the uh, the RCA building show.
2: Yeah.
3: I- I- <laughs> I had a different idea in my head that I was going to do So
2: just for those who haven't seen it, because there's are probably people that haven't seen it, do you want to describe the shot that you did? So it was your son's wrestling team.
3: What did you do for it? Their school was under construction. I drove by and they had nothing but the ironwork up for the new building. Yeah. And that's when the light bulb went on. Yeah. I'm going to do the 1932 RCA RC yeah. building shot. Yeah. So I went up on the roof of the school. I got permission from the school to go on the roof, and I took a bunch of background shots of the construction, the ironwork and everything. Yeah. And then we, I took the wrestling team over to the scrapyard where they had I-beams laying around, and I had those guys set up a couple of I-beams on horses, uh-huh. and I set everybody up on there Yeah. and took another shot, and I molded them together yeah photoshopped so them together and, stitched a, them. and
2: the shot looks fantastic i it's... added
3: some haze into the picture in yeah. photoshop yeah. and yeah that thing went crazy yeah. i had schools from 250 miles away ask me how did you do that and can you do our team photo
2: there you go so you put it's like an investment in yourself uh like you went out and you went above and beyond for the shot and it got noticed rather than the other way of just doing maybe what everybody else is doing, and then then posting on Facebook, pick me, pick me, pick me. And how do you stand out in the crowd? You can't push through when yeah. you're doing that. But if you're going, if you're doing stuff that is standing out, I think it's a really good lesson.
3: And you gotta, I, I'm constantly trying to think of ways to to make myself better, to do the next. I've already got people asking me, what are you doing for the wrestling poster next year?
2: Yeah, that's fantastic, though. But but that's a good challenge. That's exciting for you, I'm sure. That's a challenge for me, right? Yes, but that keeps it interesting, doesn't it? that's what
3: keeps me going.
2: Yeah, yeah, fantastic. So, And it's the same with uh, all the senior portrait that you do. You you constantly, like you were saying, that you did did a shot uh, the other day where you had someone in a canoe.
3: Standing on a paddleboard.
2: On a paddleboard. What did you do? He, you could have just, like, long lens from the beach.
3: Long lens from you the beach. And shot it with daylight. I, it
2: would have been beautiful. Right. Backlight, like, warm it up a bit. What right. did you do
3: instead? Instead, I had um, a lighting person out on the end of a pier. holding. I had my, my, my speed light with a softbox on it on the end of my monopod. <laughs> and she was holding it out over the lake, yeah. pointed at the paddle border. And I was in the water, probably chest deep. With the sun behind him and lit the shot from the front, it was perfect. And the, the family loved it. They couldn't believe I was standing in the water taking photographs.
2: Fantastic. And you did another thing you, you, with your pricing recently. What was that?
3: I doubled my pricing. And did
2: that scare you at first?
3: It did scare me at first, um, but I my schedule is so crowded I, I was trying to lighten my schedule a little bit.
2: And what happened when you doubled your
3: prices? My schedule got crazier.
2: <laughs> is that not bizarre?' like you think that that's not what happened you would get you're in your mind you're thinking if I double my prices, I'm going to halve my work or not even I'm not no one's going to employ me because I need to be what everyone else is charging, and right. the opposite happened.
3: My phone has gone crazy,
2: yeah, that's amazing. My,
3: my summers booked
2: that's fantastic, yeah, yeah. so. What, what's the future? What, 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 what's the, the next step for you? What, what do you want to start doing more of?
0: Um,
3: I really enjoy doing the, um, the wrestling stuff. My son has got two more years in yeah. high school wrestling, so I'll be doing that for at least two more years. Yeah. But honestly, I think I'll be doing that forever. Yeah. I really enjoy it. You do, I, yeah. I do enjoy it, but I do want to get more into um, uh, portraits. I, I still want to do more
2: yeah so so branch out more into maybe commercial portraiture of course. Or? yeah yeah
3: right. right
2: fantastic that's so awesome I'm so impressed that, that like you know
3: it's been an incredible journey and even if you would have asked me two years ago in Sicily would I be doing this well I would have said no probably not
2: and I just remember this shy shy super shy guy and there was one question that you asked me it's like how do you know how do you know you've got the shot well, how do you know where to find a location? I thought, how to
3: find a location. You asked me in in Scogliti, <laughs> where would you shoot here? And I looked around and scratched my head and I said, I don't know, I, I wouldn't know what to do here. Yeah, and so that's when we started to develop.
2: We worked that, that was it. on day one, yes, that was our
3: workshop yeah. on day one. Yeah, where would you shoot here, and I didn't have an answer. Yeah, now I schedule senior portraits, I have four senior portraits to do in the next. Four days. And, and you comfortable. Where, I don't know where we're going to be, and but I'm not worried about yeah, it. And I'll shoot I, anywhere.
2: I remember when I got that message from you, and I think it was maybe three months down the track and three months of doing the uh, the goal community as well, because we talk about this a lot in the goal community where I'll do a tutorial and I'll say, I'm here and I'm thinking about what the location will be. I've chosen this spot because, and then I'll run through what my uh, thought process is, And the more you actually get out and shoot and you work out that, oh, hey, at this time of the day, when the light is in this spot, this sort of location looks really well. And to the untrained eye, it'll look like the car park in a Walmart. But to you, who knows what your lens can do, right. what's possible, you see something magical, right? Absolutely. And I remember actually getting that uh, a message from you saying, "Remember how you asked when, when you asked me how to find the location, and then you said one day you'll have the, the confidence." I feel more confident now, and that mm-hmm. was like that was I think that was a turning point for you as that well, was wasn't it? it Absolutely finding that. Was So turn. now I can drop you anywhere, and you'll know where to look, and I can, I can shoot. That's amazing! Yeah. Fantastic. Um, we have to get out of the car cause it's boiling, isn't it? I'm it's sweating and they're, they're like, they're having drinks and we're going <laughs> to miss out like, and uh, the, so the, the race team that I'm with, uh, are, are now, uh, having their knockoff drinks. So, uh, I'm going to go do that. And then I'm going to drive to Detroit tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs> another six hours, I think. So, um, Scott, thank you so much. Like, where can people see your work?
3: I am on Instagram. Uh, Barefoot Productions, actually, is the name of my company.
2: Why is it called Barefoot Productions?
3: Uh, That's another... I don't wear shoes. Yeah, ever.
2: You've got shoes on today, though, because you wouldn't get on
3: the. I was warned that I could not be in pit row or on the track without shoes. So I have shoes on today, but that's... I'm also known... My business is known, I'm known, to, there, there's the barefoot photographer, yeah. so that's kind of where the business name came from. Do you,
2: do you shoot, or do you, do, or do you not wear shoes when you do a
3: shoot? I do not wear shoes Are on you a kidding? shoot, Are I do you? not.
2: Well, that's a, like that's your point of difference though, there's I, this guy that photographed he doesn't wear shoes.
3: That I became known as that guy. That's
2: fantastic. <laughs> so I,
3: that, I became known that before the business name, in fact, I think that was your idea.
2: That's fantastic, and I think um, if the, the the lesson from that is like just be yourself. That's going to be different. That's your point of difference. If you be yourself, you will have some sort of kooky thing that you do. Uh, like today, I was being myself. I wasn't trying to put on any airs or graces because I can't. I'm a bogan. So um, you know, just in that conversation and talking to people, that was like the oh, the Australian, and that was my point of difference today. So I used that to. Um, get in and photo. there was some really well-known drivers today there that we were photographing right. but I didn't know who anyone was so I can, and I would say things like what was your name again, <laughs> what's, what's your name again? <laughs> in- Senna, or whatever they do I don't know who anyone I still don't remember their names so I think be yourself yeah so your barefoot productions
3: I, th- I think be, be yourself and um you know a photography business is like any other business I, it's about relationships and, yep. and how you deal with people, and, and uh, that's going to help in the long run.
2: Fantastic. So we said it, we, 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 where we find you and all of that.
3: Uh, f- uh, Facebook. My brain stopped working Facebook now? Uh, is Barefoot Productions yep. and Instagram.
2: And you're also in the uh, podcast community as in well. The so
3: podcast, sure right. In the
2: podcast, right. All right. Um, awesome. All right. Well, we're going to get out of the car now. So, Scott,
1: thank you.
3: Thank you, Gina. Yeah, it's right. been let's a pleasure.
1: Get, let's go get a drink. Yay. Awesome. There you go. Scott Stokehag. I mean... I just love the fact that he is booked out for the entire summer. I think it goes to show that, you know, cr- cream not only rises to the top, it's important to put the work in because you can tell mm-hmm. from his shots that he's not just pointing, shooting and hoping for the best or hoping for some kind of magic trick. He can, he is putting the work in and you can see some yep. of Scott's shots uh, in the show notes, which you can find at com. And it's, I think it's awesome that he is taking on board advice and he is just put it into action, made it his own and carved out his own unique space in his community and also in the world of photography. Fantastic. Absolutely exactly. fantastic. And a unique and distinctive style as well. It's yeah. you know It's
2: his. And the fact that he gets around in bare feet, which I love, mm. but hence the name the Barefoot uh, Barefoot Productions, he shoots yeah. everything with bare feet, although he didn't do it at the racetrack because I told him he should wear shoes for that one. But, yeah. Like, you know, I
1: think it's really cool cool. cool. I think it's really cool. So thanks, Scott. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, cool. All right. So what are you doing in this coming week, Gina? I've
2: got a big TV shoot, which is part two of a two-parter. I started doing most of it uh, a few weeks ago, and now... I'm going to go back and finish that off. So that's a big, big cast shoot, uh, and then I'm in pre-production for another shoot, which I'm standing by on. So uh, uh, I may be leaving again at some point. You mean Who going knows? overseas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the uh, that that's that's the word. So yeah,
1: it's exciting. Sounds a bit mysterious, <laughs> but okay. <It's>, uh, <laughs> and All right. Well. Um, what am I doing? Well, I'm doing I think I've mentioned a few episodes ago that I'm doing a, a new course as in I am a student. And I haven't been a student for a long time in you, an actual are course.
2: The, are You the mature age student that like puts her hand up a lot and you know no. does all the homework. You are you are mature age
1: we're all oh, mature so age in this
2: course. You, so you're not the annoying one. No,
1: we're all about, yeah, we're all in, you know, we're all mature Have age. Have you made friends? Have you made friends? Um, I think so. It takes me a while to make friends because I'm so shy and withdrawn, you know. You? be <laughs> <laughs> sitting everyone down and you'd be like, oh, God. Oh, my God, this
2: shy little shy little flower that you are that's Valerie. right
1: i'm shy a delicate petal shy and
2: introverted
1: <laughs> that's right all right so where do we find you online gina at So that's
2: G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. So that's at all social media at Gina Militia, mostly uh, posting on Instagram and Twitter, and you'll find me in the podcast Facebook group. And if you want to connect with me in person and like Scott has done, take your photography to the next level, mm. then you might want to check out the Goal community, and that's at ginamilitia.com,
1: and you click on Join the Community. And you, Val? Awesome. Uh, You'll find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, make sure you connect with both of us on Facebook in the podcast community. So just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook. We'd love to see you in there. It's free to join. All right. Until next time, everyone, thanks for listening, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time.
2: Thanks, guys.